Hi, welcome to the podcast. Um, I finally finished reading um, the book of Ezra, which to me, it goes hand in hand with Nehemiah, because both of them were prophets of God, and they were determined to restore, you know, to restore Jerusalem when you read the passages. But I finished reading um, Ezra. I'm going to say Isaiah. Forgive me, Lord. Uh, I was... I finished reading Ezra on on Sunday, really, because I have labeled it. Because every uh, every scriptures I read and I you know and I title I, you know I date them on my notebook. And Ezra, it was it was you know what when I read it, it was one verse in particular that got me because that Sunday I went to service, and I was literally on my knee and I poured out. I poured out. I mean I poured out because the word resonated with me and I thank the Holy Spirit for that because you know it's a lot going on you know we know in the world especially what's going on with Ukraine and Russia as I'm hearing because I don't watch news like that and I don't I'm not on social media like that like that like that so I'm hearing a lot about Russia and you know and Vladimir Putin and his decision why he's invading the country but we know that us as believers, when we read the word, the New Testament, this was already prophesied. This was already told by Christ himself, by Jesus Christ, that these things are to happen, that the coming of, you know, that the coming of Christ is near, more, you know, more near than ever. But I'm going to go ahead and, um, and talk about the book of Ezra. And I want you to share something because this is what happened when you read the word and then, you know, you're living it out. And, you know, when you're intuitive and when you're paying attention that the spirit of the living God, he really do speak. And I'm going to read Ezra. I'm not going to read the whole chapter. It's going to be um, Ezra chapter 9, verses 4 through 15. Um, verse 4 starts saying, you know, I'm going to read verse 4. And when it starts saying, um, then we're assembled unto me, everyone that tremble at the words of, of the God of Israel. Because of the transgression of those that have been carried away. And I sat astonished astonished until the evening sacrifice and at the evening sacrifice I arose up from my heaviness and having rent my garment and my mantle I fell upon my knees and spread out my hands unto the Lord my God and said oh my God I am ashamed and blushed to lift up my face to thee my God for our iniquities are increased over our head and our trespass is grown up Onto the heavens. Since the days of our fathers have we been in a great trespass unto this day, and for our iniquities have we, our kings and our priests, been delivered into the hand of the kings of the lands, to the sword, to captivity, into a spoil, into confusion of face, as it is this day. And now for a little space. Grace hath been shewed from the Lord our God to leave us a remnant to escape and to give us a nail in his holy place that our God may lighten our eyes and give us a little reviving in our bondage. For we were bondmen, yet our God hath forsaken us in our bondage, but hath, but hath extended mercy unto us in the sight of the kings of Persia, to give us a reviving, to set up the house of our God, and to repair the desolations thereof, and to give us a wall in Judah, 
and in Jerusalem. And now, O our God, what shall we say after this? For we have forsaken thy commandments, which thou hast commanded by thy servants, the prophets, saying, The land unto which ye go to possess it is an unclean land with the filthiness of the people of the lands, with their abominations which have filled it from one end to another with their uncleanness. Now therefore give not our daughters, forgive me, forgive me, I'm going to reread that part. Now therefore give not your daughters unto their sons, neither take their daughters into your sons, nor seek their peace or their wealth forever, that ye may be strong and eat the good of the land, and leave it for an inheritance to your children forever. And after all that is come upon us for our evil deeds and for our great trespass, seeing that thou, our God, hast punished us less than our iniquities deserve, and hast given us such deliverance as this, should we again break thy commandments and join in affinity with the people of these abominations? Would it not thou be angry with us till thou hast Consume us so that there shall be no remnant nor escaping. O Lord God of Israel, thou art righteous, for we remain yet escaped as it is this day. Behold, we are before thee in our trespasses, for we cannot stand before thee because of this. Glory be to God. And that's a partial reading of the word of God. Glory be to God. And, um, I labeled this in my notebook, Promise, Shame, Grace, and Mercy. Because when Ezra, what really got me, I ain't gonna lie, this is, you know what really got me in this verse from 4 to 15? One verse in particular. Um, it will be verse 5. It says, In at the evening sacrifice, I arose up from my heaviness. And having rent my garment in my mantle, I fell upon my knees and spread out my hands unto the Lord my God. And um, this got me, you guys. This it really did. And heavenly, you know, as I'm speaking, Lord, Holy Spirit, speak through me, guide me as I speak to whoever is listening. Make this be an encouragement, a motivation, inspiration to them, whoever is listening, Lord God, in Christ Jesus' name. This got me on Sunday because when um, the pastor, when my pastor was speaking, he said that, you know, he was, you know, when he said that what he said about God being the same God before when he delivered us, especially when he brought up that he delivered us from our mental, we could have been in an asylum. And it got me thinking about my, you know, the mental case I was in, my, my mental case. And, you know, nobody noticed it. My parents didn't, you know, my, my parents didn't know them, not me, neither did my siblings. Because people who really know, well, not even the people who even knew me, that, you know, I'm going through mental issues, that mental issue is real. And, you know, being lost mentally, feeling lost is not a good feeling. Not understanding life itself. You may live it, like, you know, you may walk in this world, but, you know, you may be thinking that, you know, you're, um, you may be thinking in a way that you don't understand, meaning that life goes on. People work. People, you know, people are doing what they're doing. They're doing the, the same mundane thing. Not understanding that, you know, we have a thought process. We do, we all do as human beings have a thought process. Not knowing, you know, if we're going left or right. No, you know, not knowing who's guiding us. This is what it means to be lost. I mean, this is what it means that, you know, having no direction, no having sense of direction. 
Meaning that this is what you feel like, you know, you don't understand what's going on, but things are happening and that you're just living. And me being a young mother, because I had my son at 20, got pregnant at 19 and had him at 20. And I kid you not, at that time, you know, I know my son is called for purpose. You know, he is God's purpose and, you know, and I trust God with him. But me personally, I was not ready to be a mother, y'all. I was not ready to be a mother. I was not ready for that responsibility because, yes, I was, you know, I was with his dad at that time, you know, fornicating like crazy. And, you know, got pregnant at 19, had him at 20, you know, a young mother not understanding what to do. Because my parents, you got to understand, too, my parents didn't teach me how to be an adult. And my mother didn't teach me how to be a woman. Like, you know, even with the, even with the, um, with the things or natural things of a woman, things I had to learn, you know, and the crazy thing is I learned about my, you know, about the human body, about the difference between a man's sexual organ and a woman's sexual organ in school. You know, and my parents never spoke that to me. And as my son is getting older now, because he's 16 now, and as I'm here and I'm thinking, you know what, Lord, and I pray this too, that God helped me with him. Like, you know, and I have conversation with my son at times too. And this is what I'm saying. When I mean I have conversation with my son, meaning that I talk to him at times when I can. Because it's not easy being a mother still. Even though I'm in my mid-30s going to, you know, my mid-30s now still. And I'm still learning because parenting is not easy. It's an everyday thing you're learning. Because your children teach you things about yourself. Even when the spirit, when my son mannerism, like he picked up some of my mannerism. My son is a bit, you know, a bit OCD when it comes to cleaning, which is me. But, you know, and I can't get mad at him for that. Because I remember, when, you know, when I saw him do certain things that I'm like, oh, this, you know, the Holy Spirit revealed to me that's how you were. That's how you are, really. I'm still, I'm still working on that, y'all. I'm still working on some of the habits that I have. But... And speaking about that, it's a mental thing, too, because, you know, the way we perceive, the way we do things, the way we, you know, we, we pick on habits, it become a lifestyle. It become a, you know, a revolving thing that we think that is right. Not all the things that we think is right is right. And verse 5 really knocked me down on that one. It, it taught me about me. Even, you know, as I'm speaking now, that, you know, the promise, the shame, the grace and mercy of God. God is still God. And when Ezra was on his knee, when he said that he tore his garment and he put down his mantle, I mean, glory be to God, the man humbled himself enough to be on his knee. And sometimes, you know, when we're over our heads, when we're over, especially I'm speaking to those who know how it feels to be lost in the mind. And I can imagine how people all over, especially in the war countries now, are going through you know, we could be in the faith, but we have to be honest with ourselves in a time that we have to give God the glory for all the things he has done in our life. Because he's still the same God that well, he, the same God he was back then, he's still the same God now. People change, you know, the atmosphere change, but God never changes. Season change. You know, our, our demeanor change. Our habits may change. Hopefully change. I'm going to say hopefully. But God never changed. He's the same God yesterday, today, forevermore. And we know that's in the word as well. Because his promises is sure. And the shame that we used to carry, the shame that some of us are still carrying now, there's no need to carry them. There's no condemnation. And let me tell you these things about shame. 
And I love God for this. He will never make us put, be put to shame. And that's going to be another untitled there. That's going to be another encouraging word, too, because I got that, too, from the book of Isaiah, too. So I'm going to speak on that, too, because God is a God I don't put his children to shame. I don't put no one to shame. We serve a God who is compassionate, a covenant-keeping God, a covenant-keeping God, a God who keeps his promises, a God who is faithful, even when we're not faithful to him. A God who is jealous for our time, for our love, for our affection towards him. A God who wants us to really love one another as he loves us. Because what's going on in the world, especially with the Ukraine, with Russia, with, you know, even in our surroundings, you know, because chaos is in the midst of us every day. And I said this before, but we know that we serve a God because really everything um, boils down to this. It boils down to your intimacy, to your relationship with God, you know, to your prayer time, to the, you know, the things he's calling you out for. And that's taking time with him to understand him, to know him. And that's a day. I ain't gonna lie. That's a daily thing right there, because I know I'm being called to another level and I'm believing that I'm having faith. That's what I'm being called to do. And I'm asking you, do you, is that what you're being called to do? This is a question I'm asking you who's ever listening. And that's something you should ask yourself. Am I in a relationship with the Lord? Am I cultivating a relationship with the Lord? Meaning cultivate means to, you know, mean to develop, mean to, you know, acquire. Are you doing that? Like today, I've taken, you know, I've taken two days off, you know, yesterday and today off. And I've been, you know, I've been, you know, it's been, it, let me say that the grace is not given to the swift nor to the strong. It's given to those who really is enduring. It's a constant push against your flesh, especially me, because I just got off a fast yesterday. I didn't went on a 24-hour fast, but I did went on a water fast on Sunday where I just fast with just water. And I, and I, I, and I tried to do a complete dry fast for a couple of hours from, you know, from that day, for Sunday, until I think I broke that fast yesterday around... I think around four, going on five. I broke it with a, you know, with a communion. With, you know, I did a communion with the Lord, you know, a communion with remembrance. I didn't do it with the ministry because I didn't have the, um, the emblems to do it. But I have my emblem, so I did a communion. Because, you know, you do a communion yourself with you and the Lord. So I did that, and then I'm here now speaking. And I thank God because I needed rest from, you know, from doing the mundane thing, like, you know, going to work on the line, even though I'm, I'm working from home, which is a blessing from the God himself. And doing this podcast is, itself is a blessing. But I thank God, I am going to lie, who's ever listened, I thank God for being God in my life. And I'm thinking, I'm hoping that you're thanking God for that too daily, for being God in your life. Because to be honest, to live this life, to live really in itself is not easy. It's not. And then for me personally, it's still a walking battle because we are in a spiritual warfare. But I know the battle is the Lord's. It's not mine. It's me. It's, and all God is calling me to do is just push and persevere, endure. And this is what I'm doing now. I'm enduring. I'm persevering. I'm pushing towards the laziness. I'm pushing towards flesh. Because, you know, self can't get self into heaven. No. And I'm not doing this alone. I thank God for his strength, because he is the strength of my life. And I thank God for being the light in my darkness, because, you know, the world is so dark and corrupt. There is nothing that it has to offer me. You know, nothing that this world, you know, that it, it doesn't give you nothing. It doesn't give you satisfaction. It doesn't. Even rich people, they're still trying to find out what's, you know, what's going to make them happy, because some people are rich and they're still miserable. 
And there, you know, people have to understand when you don't have the Holy Spirit, you have nothing. When you don't have God, you have nothing. You don't die with nothing in this world anyway. And I've said this before too in a prior podcast. Is right now we have to think about our salvation. We have to think about the loved one we have around us. We have to think about it. It doesn't matter how we're living. Because I'm, I'm kidding you that I'm not living prominent. But I'm grateful for what I have because it could be worse. Because I, I could only imagine how some people are living right now. Because some people don't even have roof over their head. But I'm grateful for the roof I have over my head. It may not be in a rich neighborhood. Yes, I may be in the hood. I may be in the ghetto. But I'm grateful. I still have life in me. I still have the living God who's lived in me. The kingdom is in me. See, when you know that you're a kingdom citizen, that's the thing. We don't live and we don't let the things of the world, you know, um, bother us. Though it's hard, I ain't gonna lie. It is, it is, um, you know, it is a working, it is a working thing right there, right now. It is a, it is you striving, knowing to know that God is with you. You have to know. I mean, this is where faith, with your faith, like you have to hold on to your faith, to your confidence in God, that this world in it for you. And this is what I've been doing because I, know, I have been discouraged. I have been a bit distracted, but I thank God that he puts me back in place. And I thank God for worship. And I thank God for praise. I thank God for the thank yous that I give him, but it's not of my own because I have to remember he's been good to me. The fact that he wakes me up in the morning is a blessing. People are dying every day. And majority of them are dying, going to hell. So I'm just saying this just to say this big, you know, um, I don't know what your mind frame instead is right now. You may be in a war country now. You may be, you know, going through so much now. But know that you're not alone. The God of peace is with you. The God that delivers. The God, the, the, alpha, the, the alpha and Omega. The author and the finisher of our faith. The first and the last, he's there with you. His presence is with you. You're not alone. And I'm saying this from one person to another who, who's, who's, who seem to be alone, but I know I'm not alone. I have a host of angels around me. You have a host of angels around you. Exercise your authority because, you know, he has given us authority and dominion over the things of this earth. And that's your legacy. That's your inheritance in Christ Jesus. So I want to say God bless you. And thank you for listening. And I love you.